2: Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. High drama in Group F last night and the carver's flowing in Spain. It's Thursday 24th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Badusha Nahantaraja. What an evening's entertainment last night, boys, is. And who better to talk to it about with Jim and Vish.
3: Yes. Vish is back. That's how
2: you summoned me, goals. Yeah. <laughs> 18, no less. Yes. yes you... No
3: more, no less than 18, 18 of the King's goals. Hey.
2: <laughs> Not yet. Still the Queen.
3: Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. The most. She didn't score any of them, though. Uh-huh. But she,
2: Well, the most on a single day in the history of the Euros, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So get a load of that. Uh, England's opponents uh, in the next round changed four times over the course of of twenty one minutes towards the end. Apparently, it was eight times in total during the evening. Um But enough about England. Let's get on to that group of death, Jim. The group of goals. The group of drama. The group of passion. Maybe maybe I went too far on that. No, last one. I, I liked
4: it. Yeah, Hungary showed an enormous amount they, of passion. They did. They did. I mean, it was. It really, really delivered. This group didn't mm. it? Quite often, these these sort of groups can be quite cagey because obviously the nature of the very good teams means that they're quite well matched. But this was all over the shop.
2: I know it was absolute madness. I mean. It, it, you knew it was going to be interesting after 11 minutes when Adam Salai scored, that lovely header. of fish. It was a nice move from Hungary. He's been quite a character of the tournament for them. He's a big, beastie boy. And um, and we were check, 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 checking out his goal.
3: Yeah, he really had to fight for his right to get that <laughs> into the bottom corner, didn't he? <laughs> lovely little diving header. He, um, so that Portugal game, their, their first game at this group stage, yeah. he... Um, I never really watched him before. So he plays no. in Mainz, and uh-huh. I think he only scored four goals in all competitions in mm-hmm. the league season. And that's kind of what he's about, really. He's not really a goal scorer. He's mm-hmm. more of like a. Oh, I mean, he's he's barely an enabler. He's just a. He's just an annoyer. Yeah. He's anno- an mm. annoyer of defenders. Like a wasp. Yeah, like a wasp, yeah. No,
2: because that wasp... would normally be a, a small player. He's, a, obviously... he's like a
3: horse sized wasp.
2: Yeah. A yeah, ho- a horsefly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. The so Salai the horsefly was, but mm. um, basically he was doing all the things that he did against Germany. He was you know kind of really trying to going down alleys that he knew were blind just to distract them. Basically, mm. Re- basically a really selfless player is what I'm trying to say. So it was nice for him to have that moment, and it's such a well taken goal. I thought because he goes for the goes for the header and has to go back mm-hmm. and kind of arc his neck and. And I, yeah, I got quite excited because well, you know, hump- obviously that meant England were playing Hungary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it was it was a great start to the game on and I mean the, the weather was ridiculous, Jim. Yeah. It was it was I did think to myself it, like in 2012, when Ukraine and France had to be delayed for about 10 or 15 minutes, I thought, I mean, is it going to get to that? But
4: it didn't. Well, I was hoping we were going to then see the, the bit of a break in the clouds and then get an actual rainbow on the pitch. That would have been lovely. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> would have been, lovely, <laughs> but, been um,
2: uh, very fitting.
4: sadly not. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, the, the, obviously the conditions helped it be, mm. be dramatic and, and, and absurd. But that moment when Hungary went ahead, mm-hmm. You're thinking surely it's surely there's going to be twists and turns, but mm-hmm. I don't think any of us were ready for the for it changing, you know, nine times or whatever it was. That yeah, was,
2: it was incredible. I, I can't that. remember
4: a more dramatic day in a tournament.
2: Oh man, it was. Class- but Hungary played so well. I mean a lot of people us included were saying oh you know England are going to play Germany, Portugal or France now it turned out to be correct but they did forget about Hungary now Hungary they nearly held out against Portugal but then they obviously got done at the end they got a very credible point against France on another day France may have taken one or two more chances but this game they saved their best performance you would argue uh, until the last game um, they all had to be on it they were on it they—they they were they were going into tackles they were defending well and so on obviously it helps when they when they go 1-0 up, but they created that chance for everyone and, and, and it then kind of set the tone and they know what to do. Whereas in the previous games, uh, in the previous game against Portugal, they never led, whereas obviously against France they did. So they kind of, again, know what to do, but they just get undone by by Griezmann in that game. But for a long period, Germany didn't look like they were going to score.
3: No, no, they look quite fearful. And I think we what we're not used to seeing from from Germany in a tournament mm-hmm. is you know obviously the cliche of them starting slowly comes from a place where they they build and you can kind of see where the little flourishes are going to come from which this is kind of the opposite we know exactly where the flourishes are going to come from we're just mm-hmm. not really sure of the stability mm-hmm. and yesterday when they you know we're going to talk about it the move for from moving Joshua Kimmich from right back to centre midfield now that to me regardless of how good he is at doing both those roles and he's Genuinely one of the best around in both positions, to be fair. But th- that speaks of a of a of a manager in Joggy Love and I suppose the general setup. But they don't quite know what they have, mm. and they're still trying to work it out in the actual tournament in a game like this. Um, and it was I, that was clear from the way that, as you said, it looked like they just didn't really have a plan on how they were going to get back into it.
2: Whereas against Portugal, though, Jim, they were absolutely brilliant. I mean, they were absolutely yeah. superb. This is what's a bit concerning
4: about them, isn't it? You don't know which one of them is going to. Is going to emerge mm-hmm. when when England play them. Obviously, don't want to make it too
2: much about England to, to, just yet. But <sighs> I mean, there were different tasks. Obviously, I, absolutely they needed to beat Portugal. Obviously, yeah, but
4: surely that should be but the less
2: simple one. Yes, but I mean, but they needed to go for it, and I think that's what they did against Portugal. They were like, right, this is a good side, and that that you know we we cannot lose this game. We and they, and they thought, right, let's go at them. Whereas against Hungary, they probably thought Hungary are going to sit in like they do. And we're going to have to go through the motion. We're going to have to break them down. One of those calls Hungary score. So Hungary's yeah. sitting even deeper. And But the Hungary were excellent, though. Again, like we can just say, oh, well, they're just defenders. They were brilliant. They gave Germany no room the way that uh, Rossi's got them set up. And again, that togetherness and passion. And their fans were in great song. Now, I know that, that some of the, the sections of the Hungarian support. Uh, in recent years and and I'm not sure but perhaps at this tournament um, have been very very questionable to say the least Um, in fact bloody awful Um, but I'm sort of I just want to sort of say what I saw uh, if you see what I mean last night and which was a crowd a a, a fan base who were very passionate who sung got on their team uh, you know they they supported their team and then at the end of the celebrations you know they were very very uh, grateful and appreciative of what the team did so Politics aside, because not everybody in that crowd is going to follow the same, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, actually, there's such a good feeling around Hungary and there's such that togetherness and Rossi has, has, has fostered that. And you saw them, they were, you know, at times they were an impenetrable unit and it was a goalkeeping error that let Germany
4: in. Yeah, and also there was a beautiful moment where obviously because um, Portugal and France were playing in Hungary, where mm. the, uh, the home crowd were cheering a goal by their home team who were playing in a different stadium in a different country. Well, I know i know. strange.
2: Well, a Hungarian friend of mine was at the game in Budapest. And he said, you know, when you when you get, when when get the tickets are dished out and, and so on, you think, brilliant, I've got one for France and, and Portugal. The world champions with the European champions in Budapest. Never thought I'd see this. <laughs> and yeah. He said, but the whole game, I was just looking at my phone. I couldn't believe what was going <laughs> on. Like, you would never have thought that, Yeah, uh, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they couldn't hold out. But yes, it was, I did feel sorry for, uh, what's his name, Gulachi in goal, uh, when he made that error. It was like, ah. Oh, they they they'd lasted so long, and I say they didn't really look like conceding. And when that goal goes in, which was, of course was enough for Germany, and and wouldn't be enough for Hungary, you thought, oh no, you don't want that to happen because he's been decent in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then ninety one seconds later, was it Hungary go up the other end and score? Lovely work from Salah. That and was incredible. It it? was. It was. And and what was great about that was that wiped the slate clean for the keeper. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. 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 The um. It was almost like they started a five-a-side game too quickly. Yeah, And they were like, well, we're not ready yet. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Go- take it from the goal kick. <laughs> because, yeah, they just, Germany weren't ready. It felt like the whole German team was still moving back towards their normal positions when mm. that ball came through. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
2: was Salah's touch, it in, yeah. the way he touched it and knocked it over, perfect, but in Schaefer sort of headed it to Salah and then headed it in. It was the, it was the header before yeah. the assist. The pre-header. Yeah, the pre-header and yeah. then the decisive header. Um, which was, which was, uh, and when they scored, you thought, you know, it reminded me of Greece at Old Trafford when England, with the Beckham free kick, when England equalised, and we were like, all right, there we go, we're back yeah. on track, right, we can now focus on this, and Greece, like a minute later, scored.
4: But there, there was also a strange sensation of Germany. Suddenly seeming quite calamitous mm-hmm. and quite silly. Yeah, I mean, you don't really, yeah. you,
2: and, and a bit embarrassing. And yeah, you don't really
4: get that from Germany. Well, Gundogan
2: often. went off, which you'd think, you know, certainly in the Premier League, we think of him as one of the best midfielders. Maybe even in Europe, you know, yeah. you'd think he was one of their best players. They did look out of sorts, mm, but the, and obviously Leroy Sané
4: had, a, had an absolute shocker of a game, mm. um, which is is surprising to me because obviously on his, on his day he's a fantastic player. So there's something something quite wrong there. But there was just such a sense of inevitability about. About them getting that equaliser and, and you know, mm. it all being a bit of a smoke screen And in, in the end, of course, the three big hitters went through.
2: Yeah, and they go, in, they go through in second, not, not even yeah. third, of course, mm. to play England. Uh, Joshua Kimmich started right wing back as he did against Portugal. And then he shifted into the centre of midfield. He got man of the match. Um, and he's a crucial player for them. And it shows you, again, that, that Yogi Love, he was sort of shuffling and he was he was having a bit of a tinker. And sometimes you think, well, is he overthinking that? Because is, is, is he panicking? I mean, with the experience that the man has, you would think maybe not. But actually, if he, if he does that and Kimmich gets mad at the match, it was obviously a decent decision. But we know he can sniff out a result, Fish.
3: I don't You know what you're doing there.
2: Would you like to talk about Jamal Musiala? The man who he could have played for England, he chose Germany. Understandably, there was a few nations he could have chosen. Uh, but he set up Germany's equaliser. Yeah, he did, and he does look as young as he is.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's annoying. A lot he of players are starting pitch. to do that now. And aren't I was they? like,
2: yeah, it's like policemen getting younger, sort of. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, footballers are starting to like mm. look no, like no. children. Yeah, do, I mean again. Will he score the winner against England and then do the oh, like celebration? Probably,
3: yeah, probably <laughs> do the move. But I said that we I do if I ever play Sri Lanka after playing <laughs> uh-huh. a few games with them and defecting to England. That's right. Um, that would be quite funny actually if he did that. Mm-hmm. It would. Um, yeah. But it just as he he would score and then he'd take a shot off and it would be just. <laughs> On it, will just have justice for Sancho.
2: <laughs> 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 we'll get what we deserve. Indeed, yeah. But ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot and you should not write off the Germans. And they will be playing England in the next round. What did you think of that, Jim? Were you? I was just relieved that England didn't get France. I went
4: through... Every emotion available to me, I think. Mm. All the ones my brain can do, mm. I think I experienced at some point. So I was quite excited about the idea of potentially facing Hungary. I was then scared about underestimating Hungary. Yeah. I was was <laughs> get through, it because yeah, they drawn against exactly. France and Germany. I was then thinking, actually, it'd be quite good to test ourselves a bit against Germany. You know what? I think I want Germany to, to do it. And then, mm. obviously, when that was looking likely, it was like, Oh, it's one thing to imagine it, and it's yeah. another thing to actually prepare for it. I, I definitely didn't want Portugal at any point mm. uh, because I think um, terrifying Ronnie would. I mean, he needs one more goal, doesn't he, to yeah. get to be the the all time men's leading international goalscorer, and you know he would have got that at him, Wembley. Yeah. At Wembley, exactly. I love, it, yeah. Um, on, so, yeah, I, I feel, um, I'm excited about it. I'm actually I'm glad that there's this huge spectacle coming actually because we didn't have that in the last World Cup and what what uh, what I'm now doing is mm-hmm. I'm trying to it, it, like envision every possibility in which England might win but, mm. because as we've said it's not impossible you know mm-hmm. it's two teams playing a football match we got this idea that it yeah. you know that it this always goes this way there's a lot of defeatism around it but this Germany team can be got at although they can also be brilliant as we're sitting against Portugal mm-hmm. this is what why there's so much jeopardy involved in even thinking about all this. Um, But I am trying to envision... Would you
2: take Glorious Failure, Jim? No. All right.
4: Because, I mean, what are you offering me instead of that? (laughs) Why would I take that? (laughs) Crap failure. Crap failure, right. (laughs) So it's ultimately the same. So no, you know... I'm just thinking ahead to us winning on penalties, that sort of stuff, you know? Okay. I mean, yeah. How
2: how about you? How do you you both feel about it? Well, I I just... England, we're going to play a big side. I mean, because I didn't think Hungary would get through. And then obviously it sort of changed. Uh, I'm just relieved it's not France.
3: Yeah, I I agree with you. and I definitely buy into the concept that, you know, to win a tournament, you've got to play the big teams. You don't necessarily need to play them straight away. No, no. You You can leave it for a bit. There was a point yesterday when all the different permutations were coming through that I thought... If there was, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a very good gambler, so I don't do it very often. Um, but if there was a cash out button, I would have pressed it immediately when Hungary came into came into <laughs> second place. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm nervous. I'm more nervous than excited, mm. and I think. I'm scared.
2: The thing that one, <laughs> one mustn't do is is look at the the half of the draw that England are in and go, actually, do you know what? If they can beat Germany, then it kind of...
4: How do you expect my brain to not do that? Well, now? of You're course, but, every, think about it.
2: but everyone's brains does. Because, you know, Portugal, Spain, France, Belgium, Italy, uh, they're all in the other half of the draw. But the thing is, it's a bit of a fool's errand because... England have to beat Germany, and even if they do beat Germany, you know, again, you're playing a side who have reached the quarterfinal. Yes, of course, I would rather. This was my point about winning the group because I thought France would win theirs. I'd rather England were in that half of the of the draw, as we saw in the World Cup in Russia. But it's that's a tall order beating Germany. Let's not be silly.
3: Yeah, but I mean, you should you should look ahead to then plan and then help you build up that sense of. Wales, suppose, Wales, uh, England semi-final. Yeah, because you know, you, you you go to a restaurant, you should look at the dessert menu, so you need, so you know what you need, to, the space you need to save yeah. before you go to dessert. I, I, There's I, nothing for dessert for you. Go mad on the starters.
2: Yeah, but the, but you wouldn't have um, if you ordered your food. You wouldn't then have. Um, somebody from Germany who also is in the restaurant suddenly grabbing your mane off you and going, ha, ha, get out.
3: Well, they they might do if they're running low, like 10 p.m. You go to a steak restaurant at 10 p.m., they're running low on... Supplies.
2: Yeah, that's true. I feel that we do have to move on to France versus Portugal while this analogy sort of fizzles out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, I apparently... do want to know more about these restaurants <laughs> you go to where you have to fight for what's left of the menu. Indeed, yeah. Well, um, six French fans went to Bucharest instead of Budapest to watch the game. Wrong. So they'd have been disappointed. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh... Sorry,
3: did no one tell them when they were about to board the plane and they were in full, presumably like full garb as well? Not necessarily. Just Yeah, just come in, come to Romania.
2: Why? Why your own decisions? We're not here to tell you what to do. I
4: mean, I would love to have. I would. I'd love to understand the the sort of the debate of that afterwards, because it's clearly someone's fault, isn't it? Yeah. But everyone is responsible for not doing checks and balances on that. Mm. (laughs) Well, they missed a cracking
2: game because I mean, two all. It was it was a game of penalties, um, and that's what happens then when Matthew uh, Lahoz is. in, in charge of the game. He's the sort of a bit of the Mike Dean of the Euros, I think. <laughs> yes. That first one was. Also an egg? Yeah. Yeah. That first one, I think, was a penalty. Yeah, so do I, yeah. The second one was not a penalty. No, no agreed. And the third one, probably a penalty.
4: Yeah, I understand why people were a bit annoyed about the third one because it's in such close proximity.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. The second a... one, I'm not having a talk. No. That was absolutely was ridiculous. Yeah. It was a great spectacle, yeah. though. So. Yeah, the referee shouldn't be making a game a great spectacle. I know, mate, I know, but here we are. That's what he does. That's what he does. But yeah, the, I mean... Cristiano Ronaldo equaling Ali Dye's record at the Euros is just—it's just the most obvious thing to happen, and of it, course he didn't have a special celebration for it, though, did he? Which I was surprised by. I suppose I think,
4: they, I think they, it's w- the next
2: one, isn't it? No, he's yeah, equaling. Yeah, of at, course, you're right. Yeah. Well, he climbs up to the he's same ledge as someone yeah, else. Course. That's not an achievement. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> no, you're true. right. All right, mate. Nice to share the platform with you. Does that sound like Cristiano Ronaldo to <laughs> yeah, no, you? Right, he's going to kick him off the platform. Exactly. Isn't he, when That's when he exactly to it. what he's going to do. Um, he's just a goal machine. Yeah. If anyone has noticed, Penaldo indeed. Yeah. But then Karen Benzema as well, his teammate. Uh, it was nice to see them both having a little chat as they walked off the pitch his yeah. former teammate, I should say of course uh, with his penalty much was made of Pepe telling Hugo Lloris to go one side Rob Green's comments were interesting This on the BBC when he said I've had that before and he said as a goalkeeper you do your research you think I know where he's going to put it and actually it's quite annoying to have someone say go that side right, yeah. Yeah.
4: but Pepe was right it's quite hard to say no to Pepe isn't it mm, he
2: managed. there will to, be though. consequences and then it's Pepe true, said yeah. to him after what were you doing well cheers Pep.
3: Well, to, to be fair, I think goalkeepers factor that in when they know that they've got some... When, well, I suppose when there is someone on their side who is a teammate of, say, someone taking a penalty or mm-hmm. who is the penalty taker, they often think, well, he's going to think that he's told me. Mm-hmm. They almost bluff it, really, don't they? they think he's going to think he's told me, so I'll go to the other side because he'll put it the other side. So you, I think you're in a lose-lose situation there. Yeah,
2: I mean, it was good for Benzema to get on the goalscoring yeah. sheet, making up for lost time, Jim, because, I mean... It's not like France did badly without him. I mean, no, you know, they should have won the Euros in two thousand sixteen by their own standards, and obviously the yeah. world champions. But having him back in there, you think, Whoa. yeah, he's had in a new dimension to what was already mm-hmm. probably the best team in the world. Yes, which is yeah. quite something. Oh, and
4: factually, the well, best team uh, well in the world. quite, yeah. But I, I think it's just it was an odd game, wasn't it? I think the penalties masked um, a bit of an unusual encounter where they both fairly certain they would go through I think and then also well, you've got the noise the of the crowd
2: if Portugal weren't going through at one point
4: yeah but you've got the noise of the crowd sort uh-huh. of like letting you know what's happening elsewhere and it's quite an unusual thing to, to see well, uh, and again it added to the spectacle that and the, the Mike Dean level referee
3: how good would that have been if the Hungarians in the crowd just got together and thought right they're clearly reacting to what we say yeah, let's just why do we pretend that Hungary are getting battered oh no another yeah. one yeah. yeah and then Portugal just gets sucked into this <laughs> That would have been great
2: That would have been quite funny Uh, Portugal though themselves uh, They they played well You have to say I mean You know Drawing against France But uh, Mm. Renato Sanchez looks uh, Oh God He looks magnificent What a performance He he loves a raid
4: A lot of marauding Yeah, Yeah. And he he really um, He looks very strong now as well Obviously Mm -hmm. he was very very young When he came through But he is is really He looks very difficult To knock off the ball
2: Yeah Mm Yeah, I mean, when when you when you're dropping Bruno Fernandez for him, yeah, it shows you. And and they didn't really miss Fernandes, you have to say. You know, Sanchez was that imperious in midfield at times against Kante and Pogba. I mean, crying out loud, you know, Gr- Griezmann in front of them—it's impressive stuff. It's
3: funny because the way Bruno Fernandez plays for Manchester United isn't really applicable to, I suppose, an international competition where it's a bit more about ball retention and defensive structure. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Bruno Fernandez's um, passing numbers during Manchester United games. They're actually pretty low. They're in like, the high 70s because he tries loads of outlandish things. Mm. And that's not really not not what you want for Portugal. Mm. So having someone like Sanchez coming in and, and retaining the ball and Moutinho as well. It's interesting because you think about someone like Moutinho who doesn't necessarily... He's not a regular for Portugal but you know as soon as you bring him what he's going to give you. Mm. And I think that's why Sanchez is is that much more impressive because... You don't really expect it from a young player. Yeah, he's playing with with experience and confidence, and obviously we know he had a great competition in in 2016. But that looked like it was going to be a competition that was forever going to be held as this. Oh, and then he fell. Mm. Well, you know how how he did fall from there. Yeah. Um, but it's incredible how he's he's built himself up. He he did a move on Pogba yesterday that Pogba's done to other players, mm-hmm. and Pogba just stayed rooted in the spot as if like. No, I've the, all, after all the, what, these I've dished out. Now I, know I it deserve feels. it. I deserve this, yeah. <laughs> Pogba nearly Brilliant. scored a beauty, but yeah, really, you know,
2: yeah. Tricio, Rui Patricio's strong hand said, no, not today. And then he made a good save against uh, Griezmann. But speaking of Bruno Fernandes, how was that not a penalty when he brought down, um, uh, was it Kingsley Comer? Late, late on, yeah. I, 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 I cannot
4: it, understand why it, that wasn't given. Well, it almost felt like he'd given too many. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So, yes, so yeah, So like, oh, I can't
2: have another one. Yeah, but ridiculous. again, he becomes the... The, story. the talking point, the story. Yeah. I, I thought that was a shocking decision. How, how you can give the Mbappe one. And well, okay, even if you take these things in isolation, and inevitably, never, you know, referees are human beings, so they will think about, oh, maybe I've given one and even up and all that kind of crap. But with VAR, that should probably take that element away a bit more. Yeah. And there I, was I, a check see, though, wasn't there? Which was even I, more I, I I can't believe that wasn't given. I they, really, really can't.
3: They checked the Benzema goal... Uh, you know, the the second one and yep. they did it very quickly
2: yeah and it
3: can I, be done <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't think we need to see the lines because i think that's quite tedious but i was in, impressed and also a little wary about how quickly that was done mm. i'm not i'm not saying this is what factored into the referee's thinking or even you know the var officials thinking but was there a sense here that like everyone's pretty comfortable with how things are at the moment we don't need to add any more chaos to this. Because <laughs> I really got that sense for that penalty. There was, as you said, they're almost like, well, wow, I can't give a fourth penalty. Yeah. And also, oh, it's just like everyone's a bit happy. Just leave it.
4: <laughs> it <laughs> did feel that way. Yeah. Well, it bloody well shouldn't. Um, which not, is... I've not seen an explanation of why it wasn't a penalty. No. Yeah. Maybe there is one knocking about,
2: indeed. Fourth time in a row that France have finished top of their group at a major tournament under Deschamps. uh, That was was like a bottle of wine opening, wasn't it? It was lovely. Well, we could get into Spain in the second half. Uh, And uh, Portugal uh, finished (laughs) third in their group, which they also did in 2016. How about that? Uh, Before we go to a break, there'll be a brand new episode of On the Continent out later today, wrapping up this remarkable day in Group F and looking back at the group stages. Dot and Andy are joined by David Cartledge. So get over to Football Ramble Presents and give it a listen. (laughs)
3: Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my dube, I'm listening to the Football
4: Ramble.
2: Go on, Dubbers. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Now, let's see how we got on in Betway's four to score. Across the Euros this summer, there's £250,000 up for grabs across five rounds of four to score, and it's completely free to play. Just pick the first goal scorer in each of Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win £50,000 each round. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. In game one, it was Slovakia versus Spain. Jules picked Alvaro Morata... The result was no goal scorer because Martin Dubravka's uh, own goal meant that we'd have needed to pick no goal scorer for that to happen. Morata, of course, missed a penalty. We'll come on to that very, very soon. In game two, Sweden versus Poland. Jim picked Alexander Isaac. The result was Emile Forsberg. In game three, Germany versus Hungary. I picked Serge Gnabry. It was, of course, Adam Salai. Uh, in game four, Portugal versus France. Luke picked Cristiano Ronaldo. The result was Cristiano Ronaldo. Easy peasy. So, one out of four gentlemen one out of four which uh, has, has uh, equaled our tournament best yeah. thus far but it means we got nothing make sure your selections are submitted before the first game of course and as I said further T's and C's apply you've got to be 18 over or over to, uh, to, to get involved and do gamble responsibly for more information on that head to be we'll be back for another round of four to score
1: tomorrow
0: <laughs>
2: the shortest guitar solo. <laughs> um, but I think that... he says guitar.
3: I don't know how often we played that over the last week, but when we played it the last show I was on, mm. people were saying that we kept talking over the bit where he says
2: guitar slash guitar solo. Well, let's give it another go. Alex Platt.
0: Mm. That's,
4: that's
3: guitar. Yeah. yeah.
4: There we are. Lovely work, though. Oh, we appreciate lovely work. every it? single one of them. It's work. It's, it, yeah, it's 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 an effort. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah
3: I mean, I appreciate it. But... Do you?
4: Sounds like you don't. No. Uh, <laughs> Jim, you've got the first email. I do. It's from Dave Creasy. Dave says, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, Joachim Lev, and, who I can only assume is his assistant manager, always wear the same outfit. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily sound strange, but when it's clearly not Germany uniform or training gear, it does raise a few questions. They wear a different outfit every game, but they always dress the same as each other. Do they not call each other before the game to check? Uh, I can only assume that the, the laughs in the dressing room when they turn up dressed the same for what is the third time in a row. I have seen that happen before yeah. when I, when I was back at college three people accidentally came in wearing the same thing and it's, <laughs> what? it's, it's it, when it's three it's suddenly brilliant. They were all wearing like all wearing very baggy blue jeans and a brown t-shirt and they they looked ridiculous. <laughs> it's one of the greatest accidents nature can throw up. Mm. But I the, clearly that's not what's happening here is yeah, it? But when he said do they're they do, it.
2: do they yeah exactly when they call each other before the game to check. Yes that's what what they do yeah. that
4: is what they do you've got they the do, uh, in Japan, w- couples do it you get his and hers outfits and it's quite a normal thing oh.
2: so this
3: happened you know Germany do this quite a lot yeah mm-hmm what I find, what why I'd be interested to know is, does the manager pick it? You know, in the way that like the person who last won <laughs> the Masters picks the dinner for the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Is that like I'm I'm manager? So I pick what. So we could like if Pete became Germany manager, oh would his assistant have to well naked? Yeah, maybe <laughs> rock up to a game and
2: <laughs> quite possibly.
3: I want to know. Yeah, I want to know who dictates terms.
2: Mm, we all want to know.
3: <laughs> uh, I've got uh, I've got Mitchell here from email Johnston. What I mean to say is, I've got an email here from Mitchell Judson. Uh, long-time listener, but first time emailing, mainly due to the odd dream I had last night. and This is going to be good. I was invited to host an episode of The Ramble. <laughs> Sitting in on the show was myself and Kate. The whole show was to go over the Serie A season. A clip of Andy was played out, and then I was going to speak. And then when I was going to speak, Jim called into the show to tell me I was doing something wrong. I then talked about Lukaku. Pete appeared on the set to hit, hit some sound effect buttons, and the show ended at the 40-minute mark. Kate told me I did a lovely job, but my phone rang and Marcus told me not to come back tomorrow. I woke up in a cold sweat. Mm, did I send this email
4: in? <laughs> yeah. It's harder
2: than it looks, isn't it? <laughs> I'm glad that uh, in in in, uh, in this crazy dream where it was all happening, I, I was, um, you know, towing the line. <laughs>
3: I know, yeah. Because the idea that you I mean you have done that but you have called me up and reprimanded me for things I've said on the ramble. That is absolutely not You've true. You've done quite the opposite actually. Yeah, right. Um but I, I like <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that it's almost like, you know, when when Pete was a pundit on the ramble, Jim calling into the show. Yeah. Six or six. I've done yeah. another poem. <laughs> yeah.
2: Show at football dot com, everybody. Right then. Uh just as he predicted, Luis Enrique Spain kind of uh well, uncorked them themselves, didn't yeah. they? Five nil against Slovakia, straight to Martin Dubravka.
4: Yeah, they. I mean, but sp- sp- Spain really seemed to be trying to get through the whole tournament without scoring any
2: conventional goals, and Dubravka mm. really stepped up for them there. He did. I mean, honestly, I thought it was bad when they got the penalty, and then Alvaro Morata stepped up and he missed. I was it? Like, oh, he no. is an incredible sort of like oh, Gothic no. psychodrama, isn't <laughs> he, <Yeah. laughs> Alvaro Morata? <laughs> and old Dubrav saved it, and. Uh, then they, Spain got a little Brucey bonus, didn't they? <laughs> didn't they just? Yeah, I, yeah I mean, I mean, what an error. It is genuinely
4: one of those ones where it looks worse every time you see it somehow.
2: And it takes the stuff like in. If you watch that another
4: 10 times, he'll be booting it into his own net from, yeah. a, from a goal kick. He'll <laughs> be like diving header in it. Like, in.
2: <laughs> but it was like it's really takes the stuff in out of the side because Slovakia needed a point. To, to progress oh well actually I can't remember. a point would have been much more helpful of course and now they're out the tournament yeah and they they they're set up to defend obviously Spain are kind of getting forward and that goes in I mean Slovakia never really looked like scoring oh, the I whole know, game but their, their collapse was spectacular yeah, though it wasn't was. it it was like one of the worst like, it, examples of that we've seen and at even the, tournament. the second goal you could say that a uh, uh, Dubravka made a poor yeah. error as well not quite the first one but Spain though fish I mean they they obviously given uh, a bit of help, which was which is always uh, appreciative or appreciated, but they five goals. I mean, they they look a little bit better, don't they? Or are you I mean, not
3: I sure? mean
4: yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not sure. In part because of how Slovakia yeah. capitulated. I'm the same. They basically walked it in a few times. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that against Croatia.
3: And then when they didn't do that. Slovakia, we'll walk it in for you then. We'll just leave it leave it at the door, and we'll take it inside. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Going on the result, that is something that will give them a lot of confidence. Sergio Busquets back in the side, of course, is is just the ticket. They were the way they were getting form and having a, a bit of a swarm like they they do. It does, as I say, the confidence and the feel good factor, getting the fans off their backs a little bit because that's been happening going into that game against Croatia. It certainly improves the mood and the feeling, which is always a good thing.
3: Yeah, but I reckon they would have taken one nil Spain with Morata converting that penalty because I think a lot of the issues that that were being talked up in the press, in the Spanish press, leading up to this game, are just going to be all the more prevalent now because no one watches that game and thinks, right, our boys are back. Do they? No, because mm. they, they. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're to a man. They have better players, and that seems to shine through. I didn't watch that game and think, oh, they're they're onto something here. They're really they're really turning it on. Slovakia just just fell about and um, I mean obviously I was still thinking about the Dubravque goal even for the last own goal because mm. I thought you know you mentioned there that he could have been at fault for the second goal it looked like he was always trying to make up for that mm. for that error from then on which is always an issue when you're a goalkeeper and you know your remit is only so so far mm-hmm. but yeah I, I don't I mean this is probably going to come back and embarrass myself later on down the line but I don't look at that Spain side in the same way that I did the Spain sides in the past.
2: Yeah, everyone keeps saying that. Though. Yeah, but they,
3: you, but, they, but they don't they don't play that way, and they they don't feel comfortable playing in a dominant way. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. Would mm. you
4: feel it's boring crab football bullshit, for example? Because,
3: uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think like someone like Pedri is going to be at the centre of like potentially great spanish team in four yeah. years time mm-hmm. but i just don't think that's that spanish team but, at all.
2: but have we've seen this before with the, i mean the way that uh, one or two of the french pundits were talking about france it was they were pretty much saying i, I don't really care about the group stages you just get it done now yeah. now it begins and there could be an element of that in Spain. When, when people go on about the, the, the sides of the pass, you know, they have won tournaments very recently. So there could be an mm. element of that. It hangs heavier, doesn't it, because of that? Yeah, mm. it, it does a bit. But I, I, Lewis and Ricky himself said, when we get a performance, when we start scoring goals, then we'll click into place. I mean, to be honest with you, they've not been that dissimilar to England in, in the group. And, and Gareth Southgate saying... Well, actually, you know, we're going to raise it. He's he's stopping short of basically saying trust me on this, yeah. which he is implying. And in Luis Enrique is perhaps sort of saying the same thing. They've they've knocked in five goals. I understand the sort of circumstances and so on, but I, I think that for a side like Spain we have to wait and see again the, against croatia you know these are the tests that, that that will determine yeah um of course whether they whether they carry on or they don't i mean it's as simple as that that is the, the beauty of knockout football it's a tightly poised game this one isn't it it's very hard to pick a winner mm. well especially again because croatia people thought after england's a little bit disappointing against the Czechs maybe fortunate perhaps, maybe not as the game went on, but got a point. And then against Scotland, it's kind of like, oh, Modric, he's still brilliant. He's still, you know, this, that and the other, against an inferior opponent. So it will be fascinating indeed. Sweden have surprised people. Mm. Let's be honest. Again, it's not not what we would call a, a brilliant Swedish side. But when we say that, we're basically saying there's not that many players that play in the Premier League that we know of in comparative Swedish sides. But again, though, no, Sweden, they, they, they can do this, can't they? They go about their business. They've topped the group against uh, 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 Spain. Obviously, they got a point. They could have had more because they had one or two chances, but they would have been relieved with that. Yeah. Um, got a, a very sort of uh, a functional and, and, you know, no thrills win against Slovakia. But against Poland, you know, they go 2-0 up and then they get pegged back and then they go and get the winner late yeah. on. You've got to hand it to them, fish. You know, they will take some beating. Yeah, I mean one of the and they'll great... fancy that game against Ukraine.
3: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. one of the great things about Swedish teams is that you can watch them and always go. Oh, look, Seb Larsen! I, <laughs> I really enjoyed that about yesterday. But yeah. yeah, I think if you, they seem to have maintained all the the bits that we we know of them from major tournaments where they are very organised and added like just flair in the right kind of places. Like Isaac's been. Yeah, one of a kind, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, look but, at Forsberg—the way yeah, he took Falsburg, his goal was a bit beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose I suppose we're we're a bit more attuned to Forsberg because of what we've seen mm-hmm. from Leipzig and things like that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things about Isaac, which is really interesting, is it cle- he clearly has. A remit to just go and terrorise. Yeah, like we will sort out everything here. you yeah. just you just you scare do them. what you want. You scare the hell out of them on the which ball. is a great
2: plan actually because yeah. it frees him up and the other the side. You know Sweden again. It's the old cliches: organized, you know, solid yeah. at the back, blah, blah blah blah. But you play to your strengths. Yeah, so everyone knows what they're doing. It, yeah, it also nearly paid off for them against Spain. And I, th-
4: I think actually ha- them having Spain first. Mm-hmm. Created this idea of them being really kind of you know a little bit functional and, and one dimensional and not that interesting because of course they're not going to have that much possession against Spain yeah and in the first game when you're still finding your feet in the tournament obviously they've done they've they've played this really well and grown into it and I think mm-hmm. the, the the order of the fixtures was quite kind to them as well and obviously mm-hmm. Poland Poland would just. Again, a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. Um, Despite the efforts of, uh, Lewandowski. of Lewandowski, yeah. Although I'm happy for him that he, you know, he, he got those goals because that's been the mean. that's been the criticism of him, isn't it? That he's yeah. not scored enough at tournaments.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was his obviously first goal was an absolute beauty, and his second one, you know, food and drink to him. Although that, I mean, that was incredible that moment where he hit the bar. And then the ball bounced back to him, he hit yeah. the bar again. It was a trickier one to take because it comes up quite quickly. Yeah, but he'll be disappointed to never put that away. But Poland have been a bit disappointing. They got their point against Spain, and you and and again, if, if you're a fan of Poland, you would have thought actually, you know, going into the last game, we need to beat Sweden to go through. You might take that, but it wasn't to be. But Sweden, you know, Sweden will play if they beat Ukraine, they will play Germany or England in 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 the next round. You know, the winners of those games obviously play. They know England sort of pretty well um and and Germany only narrowly beat them at the World Cup 3's previously i mean they could be a surprise package of the tournament a kid
3: could could you not say that they're already that like i suppose if they if well, they, if they, they get to if they get to the position where they face either England or Germany mm-hmm. then I, I would say that's a
2: yeah a pretty stellar performance true because it, they got yeah. to the quarter final of the World Cup in yeah. Russia and nobody would have thought that I suppose you know so it, it, very interesting and they won't be a, a, an easy side to beat of course whoever uh, plays them I, I, if they do indeed uh, beat Ukraine of course um, w- it, Poland uh, oh Jim uh, Wozniak szesny was caught having a cigarette hours before Poland's draw with Spain and when we say he was caught having a cigarette he sort of didn't seem to hide it he wasn't sort of no. sitting in the shower like he was that time I am, I'm starting to feel like
4: we should give him credit for all the cigarettes we don't catch him having <laughs> exactly I well, yeah. don't know how many there are he could be chaining 40 a day yeah. and no one can tell
3: yeah. I like that some of the replies to this would naturally be like oh you know smoking's not legal and it's like well sure but like he is a professional athlete yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is the point, you know, damaging your lungs when you yeah. when you need them so much to play football.
2: I mean, if, if he was caught having a big tub of ice cream like ten minutes before kickoff, well, it's not illegal. No, it isn't. But in the context of what's going on, you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't imagine really imagine uh... how rotten you'd feel
3: in that <laughs> if you've eaten call. a tub of ice cream. <laughs> Still got it all around your mouth in goalkeeper kit as well. Yeah, you're just curdling in your stomach.
2: <gasps> we should say that that wasn't uh, the case. We haven't caught him doing that yet. No, uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, we've got it. We, we know the, the the draw for the for the second round. It begins uh, on Saturday. We've got a couple of days of. Got a couple of down days. Didn't know
4: what to do myself. Yeah, what yeah. what do
3: we do? do, do well, we you... just
4: watch Euro 96 highlights. Oh, I think that's the I've been
3: doing that anyway. Yeah, so. That's my alarm clock. It just comes on. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Colin Henry.
2: <laughs> you don't have to go up to Glasgow. Keep going up and down. I say have to as if it was a chore you had a lovely time, didn't you? I did have a lovely time, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were um you were you sad or pleased to see Scotland go out because you are sad. quite bitter. No, not oh, bitter. Okay.
3: <laughs> you used to live there. You're the one with the bad memories. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, I I it was it's it, Generally been quite nice, but yeah, it is quite sad that they won't be there. But mm. there was only other one, the one other game at Hampden Park, and that was the other round of sixteen on the day that England play on Tuesday. Mm. I think that was Italy what? against someone
2: else. No, Italy Austria is that not on the Saturday? Italy Os- Austria Wembley. Yeah,
3: that's not. That's I'm um, talking gibberish here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, let the listeners do their own googling if yes, you want to find but, that but, out. But,
3: but there is a game on uh, on Tuesday that I, I think I might be going to. I'm not sure. Oh, you're not sure. Yeah. Will they sure. have you
2: back? I'd like to think so.
3: I thought I thought it was a very good. Uh, I was going to say customer. I wasn't a customer of Glasgow, but I thought it was a very good visitor, and yeah. I'd love to visit again.
2: Okay. Well, um, uh, on Saturday, of course, we do look forward to Wales versus Denmark in Amsterdam and Italy versus Austria in London. I'm very looking forward to Italy in London. I don't know why. It makes no
4: difference to me. Yeah. I'm not going to be in the stadium, but uh, I don't know. I'm 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 looking forward to to seeing what. Well, they've, they've lit got. up the tournament. They, they have. They've, they've they been absolutely have. one of the most entertaining. There's sides. some cracking games. I yeah, I'm, I'm, so we've got Italy via Austria, Belgium-Portugal, France-Switzerland, uh-huh. Croatia-Spain. Just keeps going, doesn't it? Sweden versus Ukraine, who will obviously both be absolutely bricking it, having seen what England do to Germany earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> like <it>. yeah, like <laughs> Netherlands against the Czech Republic and Wales with Denmark. Do you yeah. think it would be a little bit like, you know,
3: England England would have wiped the floor with them? Probably they, the game would be called off early mm. at 6pm for the 5pm kickoff. Look, they can't take anyone else. Yes, just <laughs> out of respect to Germany. And I, so they've got... They would have two hours of build-up, thinking well, we don't want to go through, yeah. and they're just like they, they have to come up with some agreement where they mm. neither of them
4: yeah. go
2: through, and mm. we get through to the semi-final. Well, I think I think Germany will be relieved that they uh, avoided Belgium, unlike Portugal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sweden-Ukraine,
3: by the way, is the game that would be in
2: uh, that is going to be in Hamburg. Who is going to play in yellow? I think they should both play in yellow and blue. Yeah, good idea, Vish. On tomorrow's show, you're back with uh, Kate and Pete. Yes, yeah. Looking forward to that, brother man. Uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the downtime. Make the most of it. Sleep well, uh, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be ready to go um, on Saturday when the fixtures come back. Until then, thank you very much, Vittushan Hantaraja. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Michael thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen. See you soon.